Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KFI AM 640. Scott Murray Show. Uh, Will Smith still in the news, man. Week, almost a week later. And he's resigned from the Academy, right? He's not going to be in the Academy anymore. I don't know what that means, but. I got a number here for you, Tim. Oh, yeah. 88% of U.S. adults said they'd seen, read, or heard at least some about the slap. That's wow. a That's a huge percentage of people. That is unbelievable. You can't get 88% of, of the United States to care or watch anything. 88% of people don't even know who the president is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, right? I bet it's true. I would guess. Yeah. I mean, you ask these, you know, like, especially kids nowadays, you know, who the vice president is or president. They don't know. They don't I, I'm not counting the ones who still think Trump's president. <laughs> right. We're talking about something else. <laughs> right. I see. Okay. Um, but but 88 percent. Let me get out the uh, calculator real quick here. Uh, ladies and 320 gentlemen. million. Yeah. So it's 240 some odd million. 330 million uh, times point eight. 88, you said? 88 percent. 290 million Americans. Either know about it or heard about it or saw it. 290 million Americans. You can't pay for that kind of publicity. Wow. Can you imagine what if Chris Rock hosts next year, what those ratings are going to be like? Oh, I would love that. It would be off the charts. I mean, it would you would you would go back to 40, 50 million people, you know? It's been on it's been on the decrease for the last, you know, 10 years or so. Yeah, this year was a huge bomb even with the slap because at its height it was like a billion uh viewers uh, worldwide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this year, you know, because of, you know, the Ukraine and uh and you know, there's a lot of movies out that people hadn't seen and people aren't going to the movies like they used to. And but last year it was 10 million people that saw the Academy Awards and and this year I think it was up to 15 million watched. Uh 15 million people. At one point Whoopi Goldberg uh, mistakenly, and nobody corrected her, said that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in front of three billion people. I'm like three billion. Well, people? well maybe she was loaded when she was uh, wow. saying that, and she was seeing triple. <laughs> it's like the old the old joke: How many of you will there will there be to be seated tonight? Three of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is uh, wild though that I mean that that could be the you know the 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 greatest ratings the Oscars will ever have could be next year if they do this right it could be next year it could be a backward back to the old johnny carson numbers oh yeah and i hope they know. have a better slate of movies that i'm interested in seeing because i don't think a lot of people want to rush out and see king richard now yeah right uh, I, I you know what i i have a feeling that it's going to be very difficult for the next year or two to get people to go in and watch a, a will smith movie I don't know. I think people are going to, you know, uh, boycott with their wallets. A lot of copies of uh, iRobot in the remainder bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What movie did you take a shot at him in Wild Wild West? Oh, yeah, that was a war crime. That was good. <laughs> yeah, he, he should have been brought in front of the Hague for that one. Do you know how much money he made on that? 
They paid him $20 million. Well, then he deserved the Razzie even more. He got a Razzie for that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, the Grammys are this weekend, right? Uh, they sort of got lost in the Oscars with all the uh, shenanigans going on. But the Grammys are this weekend in Las Vegas. Here are the nominees. Saweetie, Olivia Rodrigo, Arlo Parks, The Kid Leroy, Glass Animals, Phineas, Baby Keem, Jimmy Allen, Arush Aftab, and Japanese Breakfast. I have no idea what that is. Oh, Best New Artist. Okay, these are Best New Artists. Here are the nominees. Saweetie, Olivia Rodrigo. Saweetie. Saweetie. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo is probably the front runner, I would say. Arlo Parks, The Kid Leroy. Because I don't know any of the others. Glass Animals. Glass Animals sounds fun. Phineas. Phineas, ding dong with him. Baby Keem. Yep. Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen, ding dong with that guy. Wasn't he the Rams coach? Jimmy Allen, Arush Aftab, and Japanese Breakfast. Japanese Breakfast is such a euphemism for something dirty. That's not a real <laughs> band name. Oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't know well, I'm, that. I'm just Japanese guessing. Breakfast. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Japanese breakfast. There's wow, no such thing wow. as a Japanese breakfast. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. Jim Carrey uh, is back in the news, right, talking about Will Smith again. Wow, man. It's a whole new career for uh, Jim Carrey. I see it as a larger issue, and it's an issue of the boundaries being broken, you know, boundaries and uh, allowances and permissiveness to certain behaviors. I love Jim Carrey, right? Because he, he's always about comedy. And he never gets serious. It's great. He's always about making people laugh. I see it as a larger issue. Ah, that's great. What a funny joke. And it's an issue of the boundaries being broken, you know, boundaries and uh, allowances and permissiveness to certain behaviors, you know? And uh, the fact is that that, that license is, is being given to people to act out violently when they don't like what they hear. And it just shouldn't be. I also think that people, not unlike Will or uh, myself, we live in a lot of pressure, you know? We set up a lot of pressure for ourselves. We're encouraged by this country to never stop and never be satisfied and never look at our lives and going, you know what, I'm enough, I have enough. Oh, that's kind of cool, right? I mean, that I think he's 100% right. You know, in this country, uh, Ron, I don't know how much you've traveled around around the world, but I, I went to Europe, and, man, they take August off, and there is nobody that works between Christmas and New Year's. It's hard to find, like, even a grocery store that's open. No, the United States has an insane and out-of-control work culture, and they've managed to sell it to us as a virtue somehow I know. instead of just making other people rich. Isn't that great? I mean, it's, yeah. it, it really truly is is remarkable. Like, in Germany, they have a three-day work week. They work three days. They're off four, and they make some of the best cars in the world. You know, they have BMW and Porsche, uh, and, and the products that come out of Germany are unbelievable. Because everybody's happy. So when they work, you know, they, they know they're only working three na- days a week and they s- spend the fourth uh, four days with their family. And I keep reading reports that a four-day work week is actually more productive than a five-day work week. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I I've think you're right. Too. I mean, look at the way, you know, cops and firefighters, when they're on a four day four days on, three days off, they're thrilled. You know, like when on a weekend, like let's say uh, you want to take uh, all the uh, Ronners to, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's load up the Mini Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say you want to take the whole Ronner crew to Arizona. 
you can't really go on a on a if you go on Friday, you're in traffic. It's a nightmare to get there. And then you got to worry about leaving on Sunday to get home to go back to school and work again. But if you knew you had three days off or four days off a week, man, you'd really get out there. Uh, you know, you, you could leave on a on a Friday, enjoy Arizona or wherever you're going on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then come home Monday night. And it would be a beautiful vacation. Oh, yeah. So you've traveled enough to know that that people from other, especially European countries, they just screw off for months at a time. And that is not a thing in our culture. I know. The I'm Literally, the month of August, they, you know, France, Spain, uh, Portugal, you know, England, Germany, they take off. Uh, everybody's you know, goes on vacation in August. There's nobody working in Europe in the month of August. And all we do is we work and work and work until we have heart attacks and, and, and uh, or, you know, until we, uh, you know, die at work. There's your American exceptionalism. I know. It really, it, something's got to, uh, got to change uh, because there are way too many people. I mean, that's why everyone's so pissed in this country because they're, you know, they work five days a week. They're exhausted on by Saturday, and then on Sunday they got to get ready to go back to work. And we're all still in debt until the day we die. Right. And yeah. by the way, you're lucky if you're just working five days a week. A lot of people are working six and seven days a week. Yeah, um, multiple jobs. And and I I saw a comedian yeah. uh, say this today, and I don't remember what his name was. Uh, it was online where he said uh, he hates old people because old people brag about uh, their house is worth two million dollars. And in 1971, they paid 14 raspberries for it. <laughs> <laughs> and young people are like, wait a minute, I'm earning, you know, uh, $16 an hour. I can't afford to live anywhere. And I, I, I absolutely understand it. Young people are so screwed in this country. You know, somebody just got married, wants to have kids and buy a house. They can't buy it uh, in Los Angeles. You can't live in California off of, uh, you know, uh, minimum salary or minimum wage. You can't do it. Well, especially not with all the corporations buying up the houses so that individuals right. can't afford to do that. And, there, you know, California is the second highest rate of, of uh, unused housing. You know, there, there, are, there are more open houses and unoccupied houses in California than, than 49 other or 48 other states. Well, you wouldn't want them to go to just anybody, right? It's unreal. It really, truly is unbelievable. Something has got to shake or, or else there is going to be an explosion in this country. Because as Doug Steckler always said, the most dangerous people in this world are people with nothing to lose. And those and that group of people is getting larger and larger and larger every single year in this country. If all of the kings had their queens on the throne, we would pop champagne and raise a toast. To all of the queens who are fighting alone. Day of 5, Baby, AM 640, Conway Show. For people who are wondering if Michael Crozier made it to New Orleans safe and sound, he did. He just texted me. And so he's uh, he's there getting married. He'll come back a married man. <laughs> that is wild, right? Um... Let me see. So Crozier, myself, Bellio. Uh, so three of the uh, five amigos uh, are married on this show of the old, of the OGs, right? The uh, the uh, old school regulars. All right, uh, let's get into this daylight savings. They want to make it permanent, right? What are they going to go with? Daylight savings time or standard time? I don't know. Many of us have strong opinions on making the adjustment when the clocks fall back or spring forward. People just don't want 
uh, darkness when they go to uh, come back from work. It doesn't. It does, just doesn't make sense. I like that it's not going to be dark anymore because I can go out. I feel like I won't be as tired. Losing an hour, an hour and a half in some parts of the country because of daylight. A bill so making daylight saving time permanent is gaining steam with lawmakers. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine agrees with eliminating seasonal time changes, but instead recommends year-round permanent standard time, which gives us more light in the morning and less at night, aligning more with our body's internal clock. Nah, I don't like that. I'm not a morning guy. Uh, I think it's a bad idea. I say we change the clocks and give the night people uh, a little more extra daylight. If we go on to permanent daylight saving time, then in the winter months, the sun will not be rising until well later than it currently is. So in some places, well after 8 a.m., that's going to make it very difficult for people to wake up and to function. The U.S. tried. Tough crap. You decide to be a morning person. Deal with it. <laughs> that's going to make it very difficult for people to wake up and to function. The U if anyone can tackle it, it's morning people. Man, they have the energy. Are you a morning guy? Absolutely the opposite of a morning guy. <laughs> I am a vampire. I'm the same way. I, I, if I get to bed before 2 a.m., my wife, look, you know, will will wake up and go, "What's going on with you?" Exactly I, the I, same at my yeah. place. Are you exactly. sick? You have the flu? Why are you going to bed? <laughs> but I, what time do you usually uh, head down? It depends on if I'm watching a movie or something. Uh, but it's not uncommon for me to hit the sack around 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, that's great! Man. Oh, wow, <laughs> I love that. You can do that when you don't have kids. I know, I know. And then when you have kids, man, that is over. At one point, my my wife and I, when my daughter was very young, I think she was six months old, and she got the flu or got a cold or something, and she slept all day, and then she was up all night. She was literally up. She got up at 5 p.m. and was up till 5 a.m., and that continued for three months. And did she love it? She, uh, We hated it. But we couldn't fix it. I mean, we tried everything. Went to the doctor. We talked to specialists. And and they said, that's just her body clock. I said, no, it ain't. No, we're changing this. <laughs> wow. And I went to we went to one guy after another. We finally fixed it. But for those three months, uh, I would be up for three hours. Then I'd wake my wife up. She would be up for three hours. Then she'd wake me up. And then we had to take, we, we were on a rotation. You live in a state where you can just walk into a shop and buy CBD. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah, I, it I, solves everything. I honestly, I should have given her uh, uh, sleeping pills, but uh, my wife was against it. Um, but man, it, I, I do understand though. When you have kids and they're on a different sleeping schedule, it is exhausting. The U.S. tried permanent daylight saving time before Congress passed a law 70s. in the early 1970s, yeah. implementing it for two years. But Americans didn't like it, and it was repealed. Data shows there are significant health and safety risks when we spring forward an hour in March, including more vehicle crashes, mood disorders, and increased risk of heart attacks and strokes. Wow. Dr. Lisa Meltzer is with National Jewish Health. With our cardiac rhythms and our health, um, those are certainly impacted when our rhythms get off and when we're not getting enough sleep. Dr. Meltzer warns that longer days and lighter afternoons might be enticing, but must be weighed against the negative impacts of getting up in the dark. Yeah, it's one of the things they'll talk about forever and ever and ever. They'll never do anything about it. Don't you find that waking up early in the morning runs the, a higher risk of another person being killed? Oh, 100%. By you? Yeah, 100%. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But this is, um, you know, somebody had asked me if, if morning, 
if a morning radio job ever opened up, would I take it? I said, I, I don't think so, because it's a different sense of humor. It's a different sensibility. And like I, I, I've told this story before, but maybe Ronner hasn't heard it. So easy, Stefoosh, if you've heard it. All right. But I remember uh, I had a, a 6 a.m. flight to New York that I had to catch for, uh, for business. And so I had to get up at 3.30 to get to the airport by 4.30 and get on that plane at 6. And I'm sitting there on the plane. I'm exhausted. I'm shaking, you know, because I'm so effing tired. And the guy's next to me. This is 20 years ago. And the guy next to me says the flight attendant before we took off, he said, hey, could I get a pillow or a blanket? And she looks at him. She goes, how about both? And they both started laughing. I'm like, wait, what the hell? What did I miss? I, I, there was no punchline. There's no exaggeration. There's no there's no there's no victim. Where was the joke? How come you're both laughing at that? He said, can I have a pillow or a blanket? And you said, how about both? And you both got the joke? I missed it. Where is it? And the thing is, you can't just bear spray somebody on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I almost wanted to ask him. I'm like, hey, wh why did she laugh at that? And why did you laugh at that? Where was the punchline? I didn't get it. Uh, another buddy of mine who uh, is a, not a morning person, and he travels a lot. And what he does when he gets on an airplane, he tells the most radically uh, uh, politically incorrect joke that he possibly can tell the guy next to him. Like, go off the charts, <laughs> right? And the guy will either A, tell him another great joke, or B, just paral get paralyzed and not say anything until they get there. He goes, it happens to work every time. No, that's a good yardstick. Try some uh, aristocrats material <laughs> on somebody early in the morning. Right. And there, there's your Rorschach. <laughs> All right. L.A. is going to spend a ton of money on homelessness. Uh, no surprise. They do it every single year and nothing seems to work. We'll come back and tell you how they're going to spend $3 billion dollars which is just another billboard for the rest of America. If you're homeless, come on out. We'll take care of you. We'll take care of all of you. And, I, and I'm feeling a lot of people. Yeah, we'll have it ready for you. We'll have your uh, room ready for you. But I have a feeling a lot of the homeless people out here uh, in Los Angeles, I heard John and Ken talking about it. They're not our brothers and sisters. They're not people we were born and raised around. These are people from out of town. I would say 80% of the homeless people in California are from another state or another country. And they come out here because we are so generous to the homeless people. I know it doesn't sound like it, but in reality, we are much more generous than most any other state. Um, we tolerate a lot out here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. KFI AM 640, Conway Show. I think about this every time I rent a car 
whether that car was involved in a crime or whether it was stolen. And now I'm going to have some interaction with cops. And it, I know it's it's an unfounded fear based on absolutely nothing. And it, it's um, it's just my craziness, right? But yet it's happening to people. It's happened a lot where now Congress and the Senate is getting involved. Are you in that Nissan with the... Yes, sir. The man being put in handcuffs is a former federal law enforcement officer. You're just being detained. You understand? Okay. All right. He was on a business trip in Oklahoma City on May 9th of last year, he says, when he stopped at a convenience store. One of the officers approached me and um, asked me, hey, is that a... Say your car out, that white vehicle out there, yours? And I said, yes, sir, it's a rental car. He'd rented the car from Hertz just a few hours earlier. Uh-oh. But police told him the car was reported stolen. Much to my surprise, I end up in the back of the police car. So he pulled up his Hertz rental agreement on his phone and handed it to the officer. Still not good enough? Well, I'm trying to see where the, uh, the actual car is that shows this specific car. I was getting frustrated because we'd been at this for probably more than 30 minutes. His frustration boiled over, he says, in a sarcastic comment to the officer. Focus I made simple. that up. I'm sorry. I made that email up tonight. Which result? Oh, he said he said he made up that email, just you know, screwing with the officers, and they were uh, amused. Focus I made simple. that up. I'm sorry. I made that email up tonight. Which resulted in this exchange. Because I can book you into the worst county jail in the entire United States right now. Just based on me watching you leave that car. Wow. And it being reported as stolen. Just like that, okay? And that's a felony charge you'll have to bond out on. Okay, I apologize. But then the officers contacted Hertz. Turns out, nine months earlier, Hertz had reported the car stolen, but then got it back before renting it out to him. That's my fear. It's I'm driving around in a car that the cops think is stolen, and there's a felony arrest, and I go down. Another officer comes back, leans over the window, and tells the officer he didn't steal this vehicle. This guy did not steal this vehicle. Correct. Hertz told us it did notify police the car had been recovered, but the car was still listed as stolen in the National Police database, leading to what this former officer says was a potentially dangerous situation. Oh, yeah, for everybody, for the cops and for the guy driving the car. You have police recovering cars for Hertz. I mean, this is crazy. Officers can get hurt. First responders can get hurt. And then you're talking about the safety of officers and the safety of the general public. It's a concern one former Hertz manager agrees with. Daniel Stokes says he was arrested at his house in 2006 after renting a car from his own company. Oh, God. <laughs> after renting a car from his own company. That is unbelievable. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> I know. It's so weird. It's just so odd. Oh, man, that's uh, crazy. You know, he looked in the garage. He looked up and down the street, asking me, drilling me, where's the car? Where's the car? The car's not here. I said, I returned that vehicle close to a year ago. Wow. It's been a year that he returned it, and he's still getting the hassle for it. He says he was handcuffed in front of his daughters. Daughters are upset, trying to figure out what's going on to their dad pretty traumatic. Especially traumatic for Stokes because he says he had spent nearly 13 years working for Hertz, including as a manager overseeing 24 branches in the Las Vegas area. Wow, that's a big job, right? Being a manager of 24 different Hertz uh, uh, lots? He told us theft reports were filed too often. Why do you say that? Because it's, it, it's not actually a theft. They still know where the vehicle is. They still can find the vehicle. That's the frustrating part to me. 
These are more collection issues than, than theft issues. Wait, I don't understand that. They can find the car? or uh, uh, Do all these have a tracking device? It's not actually a theft. They still know where the vehicle is. They still can find the vehicle. That's the frustrating part to me. These are more collection issues than, than theft issues. Mm, I don't get that. They're not committing a crime. They're not no, stealing their car, essentially, no. is what you're saying. They have no intent of stealing the car. And nor did he, he says. He later paid Hertz $750 restitution for the late rental return, and the court dismissed charges filed against him. Oh, I see. These guys who keep the car, uh, you know, w way over when it's due, and Hertz reports it's stolen. Now, members of Congress are calling out Hertz. In this letter to the White House Competition Council concerning the rental industry overall, Senator Elizabeth Warren cited the disturbing pattern of customers being repeatedly arrested and cited multiple CBS News reports. And yesterday, Senator Richard Blumenthal sent this letter to Hertz's new CEO, Stephen Schur, demanding Hertz swiftly correct course and ensure that its customers are not ensnared in legal battles. Hertz, you have an obligation to correct the record, to take action, to remedy this wrong, to provide people some kind of compensation and to admit that you've done wrong. All that after seeing CBS News reporting. Wow. The reporting here has been so powerful and important because it has revealed a practice, a pattern of wrongdoing that is absolutely staggering. Well, Hertz in response says it takes these matters seriously and is reviewing the letters in a statement it said. Mm, boy. Statement it said, as it relates to the claims made against the company, we're committed to doing right by our customers while also continuing to protect and defend against activities. In All right, enough. Uh, that's wild, though. All right, speed of cars. Uh, soon, the new vehicles must average 40 miles to the gallon. They're going to make, uh, you know, uh, Ford, Chrysler, uh, you know, anybody, Volkswagen, anybody that sells a car in the United States, it's going to have to earn at least get at least a minimum of 40 miles to the gallon. The push for better gas mileage is speeding up. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration announced today new vehicles sold in the U.S. will have to get an average of 40 miles per gallon starting in 2026. Wow. Officials say it will save drivers money when they fill up, but automakers say they will need to spend tens of billions of dollars to comply with the new rules. There's no way that's going to happen. There's no way you're going to get a big, you know, Lincoln Navigator or some of these big SUVs. Uh, right now, they're sitting at 12 to 18 miles to the gallon. How are you going to double that or more than double that in in four years? It's never going to happen. And even if they did, the cost of that car would be like triple what it would be if it was just a regular engine. Or they, yeah, that's true. Or they might take some of the weight off the car so it gets better mileage. So oh, yeah. now you're reducing the safety of the vehicle. True. You know, now it's not made out of uh, metal. Now it's made out of, uh, you know, plastic bottles. And you're driving around <laughs> a, a big plastic uh, bottle. Um, which is one of the reasons why, you know, these, when it, when you see a, an electric car that's get, it's, uh, been in an accident, it is almost wiped out. Because there's no real big heavy steel in that car. Uh, it's all made of really light aluminum and gets uh, smashed like a little toaster. Um, that's why, you know, what, what's the old saying that, uh, the, the guy who wins on the highway, it's always the guy with the biggest lug nuts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you listen to four traffic reports an hour and you hear what the cars are that tend to get squished under the semis, uh, they, they tend to be the smaller ones. Yeah, right. Absolutely. True. Yeah. And I, and you see it all the time, man, I can't tell you how many people I've seen recently 
who are texting, not with just one hand, but both hands. You know, they're driving with their knee and texting with both hands. I'm like, wow, man. I saw a guy today on the way to the racetrack next to me in a big black SUV, and he was texting with both fingers while he was driving. And I'm thinking to myself, what an a-hole. And then like a mile later, like I was doing it. <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. Uh, I wasn't with both hands, but I was like, you know, looking at my phone, right? And there was a cop uh, on the side of me, and I'm like, oh, thank God he didn't see that. <laughs> um, the two-hand thing is ridiculous. Two hands, right? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. Ah, no wonder. And you and I've never seen in all my, you know, 58 years living in Los Angeles, I've never seen so many rear-end accidents in my life. Every accident you come upon, somebody is slammed into the rear of another guy. It always happens. Um and and those are people texting or looking at a phone. And it happens every I see it every single day. Unreal. This is how we do KFI AM 640. Conway Show. I got a name of this uh, this actress. It has to be an actress. I feel pretty safe when I shop on Rodeo, but, you know, um, it does make me a little wary when I'm here and, like, you know, just hope that something like that doesn't happen while I'm shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great character, man. That's a sitcom. Right? That is. That's like an SNL character, or or a uh, like a reality show. If she's not already an actress, she should be a. Uh, she could be a star, definitely an absolute uh, star with that voice. I don't know if it's real or not, but man, I, I think I think you can't stop listening to it, whether you love it or hate it. You can't stop listening. Oh, to I don't know. I think you'd reach a point where you could stop. You think so? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a limit, I think. All right. Let's get back to Jim Carrey. We didn't do this whole piece. And I think uh, Jim Carrey is, uh, he's talking about the Will Smith, Chris Rock incident. And let's see if he has uh, any good advice. All right. What the hell? Ding dong with this guy. I see it as a larger issue. And it's an issue of the boundaries being broken. You know, boundaries and uh, allowances and permissiveness to certain behaviors, you know, and uh, the fact is that 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 license is is being given to people to act out violently when they don't like what they hear. And it just shouldn't be. I also think that people not unlike Will or uh, myself, we live in a lot of pressure. You know, we set up a lot of pressure for ourselves. We're encouraged by this country to never stop and never be satisfied and never look at our lives and going, you know what? I'm enough. I have enough. You know, I've done enough. I don't need nine businesses. I don't need to be a movie producer. That's a good point. I've done enough. I've done enough. I have enough. Now let's get let somebody else have a shot. I don't need nine businesses. That's a great that's a great line. I don't need nine businesses. I don't need to be a movie producer, director, writer, actor, star, and have a record company and be on TikTok and be on social media. That's true. I mean Will Smith is all of these things. I don't need nine businesses. I don't need to be a movie producer, director, writer, actor, star. That's what Will Smith is. And have a record company. And he has that. And be on TikTok. And, and he has 62 million people, I think, follow him on TikTok. 
and be on social media and have a reality show and share my innermost life on some therapy show. Uh, it's and that's true. I mean, that's that's the red table. You know, I mean, uh, this, you know, Will Smith, look, nobody forced him to have all these companies and do all this stuff, but he's just doing too much and it caught up to him. You cannot possibly, you don't have enough hours in the day, you don't have enough patience, you don't have enough time for your family if you're going to do all of these things. So either decide to do social media or to do acting or just pick one, you know, pick one, maybe two, and you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be on TikTok. You know, leave it for the kids. I, I always thought it was kind of yuck whenever, look, I understand if you have a business and you're promoting your business, I get that. But if, I, I think if you're, you're over 25 and you're on TikTok. I, I, I think there's something wrong with you. I really do. I, I hate to say that. I hate to generalize like that. But I think it should be something left for the kids. The one thing that ruined Facebook is when mom and dad got on. You know, it was for the kids, like MySpace and social, you know, social media, Instagram. Those are for kids. And then as soon as mom and dad got on Facebook, it collapsed. Yeah, it's like uh, when they start using your slang. And then it loses its cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, like you know, if like I my my daughter's on social media and 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 that's fine. You know, she does it with you know her friends and stuff like that. But I can never imagine. I couldn't imagine like going on to one of my my daughter's social or on a social media page and go, "Way to go, baby!" You know, "Way to go, sweetheart!" <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing here? Get, Get out of here, Dad! Hell out of here! It's like their bedroom. You know, uh, that's their room. Like, and, yeah, like their clubhouse. Right. And TikTok is for kids. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason Will Smith should be on TikTok, right? We've seen enough. We know who you are. Uh, you don't need the money. And and leave it up for other people. You know, leave some space for other people to be creative and and show themselves off. I, I, I got to look. How many do you, how many, let's do a quick whip around, right? Okay. I, I don't, I don't know the number. I think I just made that up, but let's see how many how many people follow Will Smith on TikTok? All right. Let me look it up here first. All right. There's, uh, uh, let me look up Will Smith here. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. All right. Will Smith. All right. Here he is. Okay. How many people follow Will Smith on TikTok? Stefoosh. Uh, I'll say 45 million. 45 million. That is wrong. <laughs> Mark Ronan. 20 million. 20 million is wrong too. 70 million. Good Lord. 70 million wow. people following Will Smith on TikTok. Now, how many posts have he has? How many times have he posted since last Sunday? Zero. Gonna say I don't think he's had any videos go viral, so I don't think he's posted anything on there. Zero, wow. none. But Jim Carrey's got a great point. He makes it kind of passive, though. Like like Smith uh, caved into this pressure and didn't have control of his his behavior, and I I can't get behind that. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. But I think what he's saying is, you know, all the pressure that that Will Smith has, first of all, is all put on by Will Smith. You know, nobody forced him to do any of this stuff, but he's got, he's got to worry about like 50 things every day. I worry about maybe three or four, right? <laughs> yeah. But he's got his, first of all, he's got his wife, you know, she's a little nutty and then he's got, you know, he's got kids. He's got 
Um, he, he certainly has, uh, you know, his movie career, directing, acting, writing. He's got uh, social media. I mean, there's all these pressures that, you know, music, um, uh, I think he's got a music company. And when you have all these companies, you've got all the problems that come along with these companies, you know, me- meeting payroll, trying to figure out who's trying to screw you, what's your next project. Uh, and, the, and then he has to deal with agents and managers, and it's just too, too much. And he doesn't have, uh, you know, enough to say, look, I, I got to step away here. Maybe you will now. Yeah, it's time to step away Kinda for a bit. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I truly, That's his only option. <laughs> I think you're 100 percent right. It's time to step away for a little while and 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 think about what happened and share my innermost life on some therapy show. Uh, and that's what he did at the red table. He was sharing his sex life with his wife. Have you seen that? I, I I've seen a picture of it. I haven't seen the the show. Is that good? I've only seen clips, and it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, I think it's too open. You know, there's too much information out there. Yeah. It's not like she's a doctor. Like, what do we need that opinion for? You know, know. it's I think that's your private life. Private is the key. It's beyond our bandwidth. And we're starting to see the symptoms of what it's like to be on be living beyond your bandwidth and cracking under the pressure. That's what that was. It was more than just an insult to to someone's wife. Jade is a tough girl. She can defend herself. She wasn't being physically attacked. What that was, was someone who's, you know, beyond the bandwidth. And he thought more about how he was looking in that moment than what was the right thing to do. And I don't condemn him for it. It's just wrong. It's just wrong, period. He's got a good point. All right, we got to get out of here. Runner, thanks for coming in for uh, Crozier. Stefouche, great job. Uh, Bellio, as always, uh, queen of uh, all media. All right, we're live on KFI AM 640. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.